0: I really like how every book we read, they call it a financial journey. It's not a, there's no other way to put it. It's not a.
1: Welcome to Learn With Us, brought to you by 303 and You. We are a team of four non-financial advisors who are exploring a revolutionary new financial approach that goes beyond money to prioritize your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Through weekly meetings and engaging podcasts, we strive to help you improve all aspects of your well-being as well as ours. Come join us on this journey of growth and self-improvement, because at 303 nu we believe true wealth extends beyond dollars and cents. Happy learning!
0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to Learn With Us. Today we are going over Rich Dad's Guide to Becoming Rich, without cutting up your credit cards. We will be going over Chapter 5, What is the Price of Getting Rid of Bad Debt? We will also be going over Chapter 6, What is the Price of Change? Hope everybody had a good week.
1: I had a good week. How about you?
0: Not too bad. Ready to get right into this. Got a surprise for everybody. We're going to start this week with a little quiz.
1: All right. The quiz is about building positive cash flow in your life. And you need to have the fundamentals of financial literacy. And the quiz is to help you decide or determine where you're at. Number one is: Do you routinely pay your bills late? Uh, it says to put a one next to any of the following questions to which you would answer yes. So,
0: I would just put a piece of paper and a check mark because it's a total thing at the end. That's, it doesn't really matter which ones.
1: Have you ever hidden a bill from your spouse? Have you neglected repairing the car because of insufficient funds? Have you bought something recently that you didn't need and couldn't afford? Do you regularly spend more than your paycheck? Have you been turned down for credit? Do you buy lottery tickets in the hope of getting out from under your debt? Have you put off saving money for a rainy day? Does your total debt, mortgage excluded, exceed your rainy day reserve? Then it says add up the numbers in the boxes. If you scored a zero, that's great. You're already in control. If you scored a one to five range, you might want to think about reducing your bad debt. And if you're a scored six to nine range, watch out. You may be headed towards financial disaster.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) that's the best part about this quiz was that the answers only affect you so if you're into the 6 to 9 range which I hope you're not but it's not over yet (laughs) he has what he calls Rich Dad's Emergency Cash Flow Program if you really want to gain control of your cash flow you're going to need three key ingredients a financial statement to know where you are financially personal discipline and a game plan that's going to take you to where you want to go The game plan he suggests is that you pay yourself first. And if you've been with us for a while, you would know that (laughs) every book we've read has told us at least 10-20% is always yours to keep. Because if you don't, then you're working for no reason. So you have to put it into either savings or into investing or into something that's going to benefit you personally. No bills, no doodads is the word he ends up using. He says that's what we have to cut out of our lives next is once you pay yourself, you need to see where the rest of it's going and cut out things that you really don't need. Like any extra services, if you really have Disney and everything else, get rid of half of them. You don't watch that much TV. Get rid of that gym membership you haven't gone to. Stuff like that.
1: And it's funny because um, he points out that he's not changing the advice that Rich Dad gives which is believing in expanding your means to afford any lifestyle that you want. But um, because there are times when you need to stop and take certain measures to get back on the right track. And that's what we're referring to is if you are in uh, a financial bind right now that you need to stop digging.
0: Oh, we never even said that quote in the beginning. It was from anonymous. What is it?
1: It says, what do you do when you find yourself in a hole?
0: Stop digging.
1: So he goes on next to talk about how you can take control of your cash flow, and basically he's got like six six tips. But to sum them all up, it's just basically explaining the snowball effect, which we've already talked about. But if you don't know what it is, I'll let Connor tell you real fast.
0: The snowball effect is where you get an extra. He suggests one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, and then you start paying off your lowest bill first. So you take that 150 and the minimum, and you pay that. And then once that's paid off, it should take you a couple weeks. Some will take months. It's not a big deal. This could be a yearly journey. He warns you of that. So once you pay off the first one, you'll now have the 150 or the 200 plus, let's say, 250 now because you've paid off the first one. And you put that towards your next minimum debt. And that's just going to keep going. Like when you're outside building up a snowball, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah, like you're compounding your payments.
0: But really, you're not doing anything different. You've already been spending that money, except the initial 150 But at this point, he says, if you can't get $150 saved up from cutting things out of your life, then there's no hope for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, you need to start paying all your bills on time to avoid late fees. You can stop using ATMs because they charge those ridiculous fees. There's a bunch of things, um, suggestions that he says that you can do to save money, even even just little things. Check your insurance policy.
0: You can swap your... If you have a card where you're maxed out or not even maxed out, but the interest is killing you, find one where it isn't.
1: Yeah, a card with a balance transfer with a no fee. That helps. Pay off all of your uh, unsecured debt anyways as quickly as possible.
0: Oh, unsecured and secured debt. So a secured debt is something like when you go get a house mortgage or a boat loan or something because they can take away your your car because they can take that away if you don't pay. But unlike a credit card, you have nothing they can take away. So that's just hurt out there to hurt your credit and nothing else. So that's the difference between a secure and an unsecure.
1: And he wraps up this chapter with, uh, The best news is that those individuals who have the willpower to follow these simple measures will find themselves financially solid and free of major bad debt within a few years. It may sound impossible to you in your current financial situation, but trust me, these measures will work for you.
0: (laughs) Just having the game plan, let alone to see, it, like inspired me a lot because I was getting all frustrated about it. And then once we written out which cards we could get rid of and how long and we started doing the numbers. I mean, I'm not the greatest at math, so it was probably a little off, but we're on the right track now.
1: And chapter six is what is the price of change? The quote for this one is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results.
0: Have I ever told you the definition of insanity?
1: I've heard that quote so many times. It <laughs> says it's anonymous. That's that's odd to me.
0: Everybody must use it. The whole point of this beginning part is people who are doubters saying, like, well, what if the market crashes? Well, what if my house floods? Or what if I buy a bad house? Well, what if you do nothing? Like, sometimes that's even worse.
1: He talks about how change is hard for people, and that's why most people don't ever get financially where they want to be, is because they fear change and the unknown. Only about one out of every 100 people actually can do it, because everyone's worried about, like Connor said, the market crashing or making mistakes. So, I like this part. He says, Many people cannot change because they become prisoners of their own doubts and fears. Their doubts and fears force them to keep doing the same old things, hoping to get a different result, which is the popular definition of insanity. Oh, and then he talks about Newton's Other Law, which I like this one too. It says, For people who are afraid of making mistakes, it is often easier to do nothing or to keep doing the same thing. But don't change anything. That makes sense. A body
0: at rest will stay at rest, but a body in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon another force. So he's saying that Once you get started, you'll be hard to stop, but it's that initial getting started is very hard for anything without a great push or an effort.
1: Yeah, you're starting from scratch, making a few mistakes, and then eventually figuring it out, and a lot of people don't have the guts to do it, really.
0: I don't blame people in this day and age, you know, because you mess up, and it can be all over social media, but you have to think, so what? Those are from people who aren't trying. That's the point Robert keeps making. You can't take people's opinions if they're not more successful than you.
1: He has a quote in here from Albert Einstein. It says, great spirits have often encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. Go into that, he says, I use this statement not to condemn those who disagree with my ideas, but to remind myself that I have both a great spirit and a mediocre mind. Oh, analysis paralysis. I thought that was pretty funny. What is it? He says, a person can spend hours physically doing nothing but arguing internally with their own thoughts or emotions about, about, about an idea that they have on whether or not it's a good idea or...
0: Makes you think of when I was a little boy freaking out, you know, asking a girl out or something, making that choice for four hours, walking back and forth. Should I send this message?
1: Well, he says, you may recall the radio interviewer about earlier, it was a story, I'm pretty sure we touched on it, where he was telling the radio interview about buying properties and being a landlord and whatnot, and the the interviewer said, I don't want to fix toilets and receive phone calls late at night from tenants. He just wasn't into it. And uh, he says, this is another example of emotional thinking overpowering a new mental idea. Because the radio host never gave that The no idea a chance Because he was so stuck on one thing And he, then at the end of the interview He said I thought you were going to tell us How to become rich And he said I did I told you The way many people become rich And financially free Is by having lots of good debt But all you could think about a, about Was the toilets <laughs>
0: That's my favorite quote from this book so far <laughs> It just shows, goes to show you those people Where you're like Oh I'm going to open up a restaurant Oh, that's so much work. That's going to take all your time away. They don't say, oh, that's such a great idea. Like, they can only think of the negative. Oh, you bought a house? Well,
1: good luck fixing toilets. Like, what? What? And, yeah, and everybody does it. We all think, we all do things that make us successful, and we all do things that keep us unsuccessful, too, just depending on our own thoughts. Every day. He has
0: that sweet story. I'm going to butcher it, but (laughs) he goes over how when he was in the wartime, that he has to be this warrior, but then when he comes back to being an American, it's been taking him 25 years, and he still hasn't even figured it out. It was like he's still in warrior mode, and he never could figure out the perfect balance. He says that's what makes someone who's high-ranked in the military is someone who can do great in wartime, but is also great in peacetime. He has this quote that says, As I said, I spent 25 years learning to fight. And then I had to spend 25 years learning how not to fight.
1: The next part he talks about is, he says life is about change. If you're not changing today, you may be in grave peril because everything is constantly changing. I like how he talks about if you're clinging to the idea of job security and automatic pay raises and seniority, then you are clinging to the rules created of an industrial age.
0: Oh, that's where he's talking about the YouTubers who make a million dollars and they're not even 18.
1: Yeah, but that's because now we're in the information age. And, yeah, they're making millions of dollars on the web with...
0: He was just saying that there's literally kids out there that never will get a job. Never go to McDonald's and do that first awkward interview or none of that. They're done. They've made their money.
1: Everyone has to change or pay the price of falling behind, slowly but surely which I get that, like you can't not adapt to certain things anymore it's 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 impossible
0: I mean here we are trying to help, or not help but teach ourselves by doing the podcast, you know, it's our way of changing into the future, Who's what everyone is doing, if you can't beat them, join them, next he goes over we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses I like that story, he tells you that something I never really put together but he probably sells more books than anybody in his class that had an A. And he wasn't getting A's in English. And that's so funny to me. It's like, when you were in school, you thought those people with those A's were going to become the best writers ever. And they don't even sell books. And here he is with his C's, selling millions of copies.
1: He goes on to say that he was encouraged by those around him to keep going, even when he lost touch. Uh, with his own spirit on his financial freedom journey. Um, he was able to make changes and grow to meet new challenges simply because other spirits inspired my spirit to carry on. He credits his his wife, Kim, for a lot of his success and for her always having faith in him. So basically it's a hard journey.
0: Every husband needs a wife.
1: But it's worth it. The journey, not the wife. <laughs>
0: well, that's worth it too. <laughs> I really like how every book we read, they call it a financial journey. It's not a. There's no other way to put it. It's not a like plan. It's not a financial script. It's like it's a financial road, and it's gonna go wherever. There is no set plan for it.
1: That seems like that's about it for for this chapter, and we're almost done with the book. We just have the conclusion left, which is just literally like a page or two, but.
0: It'll be a quick little episode, but it'll be our final thoughts. and
1: Yeah, I'll come up with, I'm going to go back over and review to remember a couple of things. I know I really like this book, but I, can't, I don't ever think of anything on the spot.
0: All right, everybody. So come back next week for, in conclusion, what is the price of fixing your financial report card?
1: Also, if you have any suggestions about a book to do next, to pick one by next week, we're thinking about doing another one of Rich Dad's.
0: Yeah, we've done one in four, so we don't know if we should go back to two or he has a book after this, I
1: think, also. He's got a bunch. He really he really just keeps going, so and they all seem good, but...
0: I really like his writings.
1: I'm just going to pick another one unless anybody else has a suggestion, that's all.
0: All right, see everybody next week. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and found it both informative and entertaining. Please stay connected with us and continue the conversation on our social media. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also catch us on most podcast platforms and catch up on previous episodes. If you have any suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore in the future, we'd love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at 303nu at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends and family if you've enjoyed what you've heard. We will be back next week with more engaging topics and insightful conversations. Until then, take care, stay curious, and happy learning.